Our uh, friend Steve Monroe, who is an author and Toronto Transit advocate, is joining the show right now. Steve, welcome to the program. Hello. You did a little bit of reading, and uh, I'm so happy you did the reading because it seems kind of dry. (laughs) It was a report from May 29th, (laughs) TTC's Audit and Risk Management Committee. Uh, It was a meeting and a report um, that they put out. How many pages was it? The whole report, uh, hang on for a second here, 31 pages. Wow. You're a champ, I have to say. Uh, a little bit of a hero to the uh, folks that ride the transit because uh, you did all the heavy lifting. Now, now and... to, to be fair, they weren't all about the topic we're going to talk about. Okay. Buried, that's, this item was buried in that report. So it was buried. You dug it up. And the item that we're going to talk about, you wrote a blog about it um, on your uh, site, stevemonroe.ca. TTC contemplates earlier subway closing, which scratches one, makes you scratch your head because we're in a city that is growing, we want to uh, call ourselves a world-class city, and the idea of closing down subways earlier than we do already seems to be out of step with the reality of where the city's going. What exactly is at the heart of this report? Well, the basic problem is that the subway, you know, between the point at which the last subway train is back in the yard and the first one comes out in the morning is actually rather short. Um, the last train probably doesn't get in until 2.30 or later in the morning, and the first one goes out well before 6 o'clock. So there's not a whole lot of time in which to do routine maintenance when there are trains going by that you know, basically you have to get out of the way of. And things like, you want to replace a piece of track, you're not going to do that while the trains are running. So TTC... Um, auditors were saying, you know, gee, if we had just had more time to do this maintenance, we could save a lot of overtime, we could be so much more efficient, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that argument is fine as far as it goes. But what really bothered me about the report is that there was no countervailing view that said, well, yes, this is true, but... uh, okay, if you close the subway earlier, there's all kinds of people who are used to being able to go home at midnight who won't be able to now, or who will have to ride a night bus, which is a hell of a lot less convenient and fast than the subway is. Um, that will have a knock-on effect on all the, sub- all the suburban bus routes, because, of course, the, the, the bus system today, most routes run until the subway finishes at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and uh, if you move the subway closing hours back, well, do you now start reducing late-night service on the bus network as well? And if the subway's not there, how do people get to the bus network? So there's a whole raft of issues that the report didn't even look at. They just said, oh, look, we can be more efficient. We have more time to, you know, to do work on subway tunnels and track and what have you if we close the subway early. So they're going to go off and do a study of this. And frankly, I hope that when they do this study, there are more people sitting in the room than auditors just looking to save money on the efficiency of their maintenance work. Right, because this the, the uh, business they're, they're in is moving people. It is moving people. I mean, in, in, at the very end of my article, I could not help quoting... There's actually a page on the TTC's website that was put up when they uh, moved to earlier Sunday morning service mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of 2016. And it quotes a letter from both John Tory and Josh Cole, the chair of the TTC, in which they say the people of Toronto should be able to move around the city with ease seven days a week, and the TTC plays an instrumental role in providing this mobility. 
um, to have someone bothered to tell the chair and the mayor that their staff are thinking that maybe it's not as important to provide this mobility? I guess they're thinking along the lines of when are when is the highest demand for the TTC? And if we have to uh, do this track maintenance, it's better to do it at night. Uh, than to do it when, you know, you've got people, a higher density of people commuting. Well, you know, I would argue that there's an alternative way of looking at this. Major, They already do major track maintenance uh, on on selected weekend shutdowns. So, uh, I mean, a lot of the shutdowns we've had have been for the signal work that's going on on the Young Subway right now. But there's also been cases where major track replacements have occurred on parts of the Bluer Line, and those chunks are shut down. Same way, uh, I mean, I'm literally, I'm looking out my window right now at the Prince Edward Viaduct, and it gets shut down periodically to do work on the bridge structure on the track, and the subway opens late on Sunday. Sometimes it's been closed all weekend for for major work. So the the important distinction is, okay, if you need to fix something and you need a lot of time, do a shutdown specific to that one chunk of the line when you really need it. Don't shut the whole system down every night at at midnight or 1230, just so you can have more time as part of a routine maintenance plan. So do you think that we have to improve our, our bus service at night in this city? I, well, I think that's that's a separate issue. One of the points that that people have often made, uh, commenting on my site when when an issue of of night service comes up, is that the bus service, the, the all night services, particularly those that replace the subway, are very crowded, uh, and people aren't able to get on them uh, late, like um, just after two o'clock when the subway shuts, and also before the subway begins in the morning. There's a lot of people trying to go to work before six o'clock. And the, the, the night bus service is very crowded. So the TTC already has an issue with not providing enough service on mm-hmm. night buses. Imagine if you, you know, push the closing time of the subway two hours earlier into a busier period than it is now, the kind of sur- bus service they're going to have to run as an alternative to the subway. And I, I really just think that the people who wrote this report, they may be very good auditors and they may have very carefully figured out, oh, look, we can save all this overtime, but they've completely ignored the convenience to the traveling public and the alternative, the, pro- the cost of providing alternative service that the TTC is going to have to run. Yeah, it's worrying because they're forgetting the client. Yeah, they're completely forgetting the client. And ironically, that, you know, with uh, Andy Byford, who is now in New York, but who was here for the last five years, the central premise of his view of reorganizing the TTC is a focus on customer service and how the how the rider is the center of what the TTC does. And it seems like they've forgotten that rather quickly after he left. Yeah, because he's only been gone for a couple of months yeah, now. Since, since, since the New Year. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Stephen. We'll check in with you periodically when we have questions about the uh, TTC. By the way, you, you know a lot about the TTC. So is the 77B still the Spadina bus, the Spadina bus? Um, there hasn't been a Spadina bus since 1990. Wow, I just showed my age. <laughs> really? So there we go. There's more fodder for the night. It's called the Spadina streetcar now. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, the 77, actually the 77 bus doesn't run on Spadina anymore. Well, that's news to me and every other Shuffle <laughs> Demon fan in the city. decades. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I appreciate your time today on the show, Steve. Okay. Thanks so much. Cheers. Have a great day.